Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hello. I forgot we were doing a mini episode. I know, I just had to remind myself. Yeah, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> I mean, don't worry, I have stuff prepared right. for today. So this week on the main episode, we talked about the Lamb Funeral Home, which is a funeral, was, was a funeral right. home in Los Angeles that was up to some shady shit. Yeah. And we did part one of the two-parter this week, so I decided for the mini episode, we'll keep it on the theme and talk about some mortician-related stuff. Now, I did put out a call to action for our listeners. I know it was like maybe short notice or something. Please, still write in. Yeah. If you or someone you know is a mortician, email us at hollywoodcrimescene at gmail.com. I would love to hear your mortician stories. One of our listeners hit us up on Instagram, which it's harder to get a hold of us on Instagram because a lot of the times the messages go to the junk folder and I don't see them. Right. So it's best to email us. But I did catch somebody wrote in. Um, I talked to her briefly on Instagram um, and she told me like what the prices are now for cremations. Ooh. And she's like, yeah, like $1,500 is on the lower end Whoa. for cremating a human. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I don't feel that bad about paying $150 for my cat's cremation <laughs> anymore. So I took to Reddit to find some Ooh. mortician stories. And this is one, this was like, you know, a call to action on Reddit like, hey, morticians or people who are coroners, whatever, like work with dead bodies before in some profession. Tell us your creepiest or weirdest stories. So I just have a few for this week. I'll probably do more next week unless we get some really incredible um, hot goss from the mortician community of our listeners. This is from Reddit user DeathFrisbee2000. They said, a writing professor of mine used to work in a small in small town journalism and decided to interview some folks from the local retirement home to get a close-up view of his town's history. One of his interviews was an ancient retired mortician who told him a rather interesting story. Shortly before 1920, two teens were going to a school dance in a blizzard. The carriage they had taken got stranded and the boy went for help. The girl, carriage. I know, this is an old story. <laughs> Damn. They're in a fucking carriage in a blizzard going to a school dance. That is my nightmare. Because <laughs> I probably didn't even want to go to the dance. <laughs> the carriage they had taken got stranded and the boy went for help. The girl, unfortunately, froze to death <gasps> in the carriage in an upright seated position. <sighs> Apparently, the mortician had to sit her in a rocking chair in front of the fireplace to thaw her out before he could go about his business. Oh, my God. That is a creepy scene. Very creepy. Very good short that, horror story. That's like psycho. Like the mom in the, was she in a wheelchair or a rocking chair or something? 
Look, I just imagine <laughs> that this body is thawing in front of the fireplace and suddenly you're like you're busy doing other stuff around the house or whatever, wherever you keep this corpse. And, right. And you just hear like a thunk. Yeah, because you probably can't nail it down exactly when she's going to thaw. Well, like, you know I, what I, mean? like, I would think like, oh, first the extremities thaw and like, so a hand plops down. Yeah. Like you would just progressively hear more noises. That's so weird. That's, that's a creepy story. Okay. This is from an account called throw away, fuck the jets. So wow. it's a throwaway account and they hate the New York jets. Wow. Dad was a coroner before switching to doctor. I can never remember the details correctly for the medical stuff, but pretty much the body getting examined was a former birthday clown. Oh. There weren't any external wounds, so he figured the cause of death was internal. The guy had gastroparesis, which to my dad meant, cool, stomach contents should be in good shape. His team opens the dude up and sees this flurry of fuck. There's partially digested birthday cake. That edible confetti stuff, fucking streamers, and about a dozen pills of Xanax next to all of it. Whoa. Dad sifts through the stomach some more and sees what looks like a sponge of some kind. He pulls one out, and it's a fucking sponge dino that comes in those capsules that you drop in water. Oh. He finds more about a small biome's worth. He thought he was getting fucking pranked. The story pieces together as the clown decided to end it all with Xanax and booze. He gets a store-bought cake and eats it with everything on it, then chases down some dino sponges just for the hell of it. Wow. That's an interesting idea. (laughs) I would never think to do that. (laughs) To swallow a dino capsule? Those little capsules where they explode when you put them in water, right? Yeah, they like expand into like a little So he's thing. like, I'm going to kill myself and I'm going to give them a little uh, surprise when they yeah. open me up. Somebody responded on the Reddit thread, wow, one last joke. <laughs> I think that's very sweet that's, as, a, as a clown. He died doing what he loved. <laughs> he literally died doing what he loved. That's the only person who actually did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now, this is from user named Dreydel, Dre Dreydel. Dray Dreidel. Oh. My great, this isn't a mortician story, it's just a funeral story. My great uncle passed away, and during the funeral, a cell phone went off. The rabbi stopped talking and made a sour face as the cell phone kept ringing. Everyone looked around, trying to figure out who the rude-ass person was who didn't turn their cell phone off for the funeral, let alone just let it keep going. And then we realized it was coming from inside the casket. Ooh. I hope whoever was calling is okay waiting a while for a call back. That's like a Twilight Zone where it's like, remember that Twilight Zone where the phone keeps ringing? And yeah. And it's like from heaven or something? Maybe this guy wanted to be buried with his cell phone. Could you imagine if you had no idea, like you were catching up with someone you hadn't talked to in a long time and you called them? Yeah. And they were in their coffin? And they were in their coffin at their funeral? And then they never called you back because they're dead. And you're like, well, that person's rude. Why do you think he wanted to be buried with his cell phone? I don't know. Maybe someone, honestly, maybe it was someone else's cell phone and it dropped in there. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds creepy too. Do you remember there was like a period where people used to take, it was like uh, people would take pictures at funerals. What? I always remember this one I saw where this girl was leaning in with her uncle who was in a casket. So it was like an open casket funeral. She took like a selfie. Is this like a meme you're taught or like a viral photo? It was like viral. And she said something like in the photo, like 
feeling emotional <laughs> or something. It was like a really insane thing. But I just remember like one of the comments on the photo was some guy was like, your uncle looks like Smokey Robinson. <laughs> oh it's like God. so funny because I was like, oh my God, our uncle does look like Smokey Robinson. <laughs> and then that just became the whole like thing. It's like, whoa. You know? He looks like Smokey Robinson. <laughs> oh yeah, shit, it is Smokey. And that's like, I love that kind of thing at the internet where something is like serious and then one person makes a comment and then it just changes the direction of everything. Totally. It was very funny. I think there is like a genre of viral internet photos that's basically inappropriate pictures people have taken at funerals. Oh, there was a bunch of them, but I think this was like one of the first or one of the biggest, I guess. I, I know what you're talking I know which one you're talking about now. Um, the one with Smokey Robinson. The one with Smo- <laughs> the one where her uncle is literally Sm- Smokey Robinson. Yeah. Um no, or like people who do weird captions and on their funeral photos. I remember once I had to do an article about people who were doing Pokemon Go at funerals. No. Or they got busted doing Pokemon Go. Was someone Go. in a coffin? Was a no. Pokemon in a coffin ever? I, I No, I don't think so, but they were just doing it and they got busted by their family. Because remember when Pokemon Go, everyone was like, could not stop doing it. I never did Pokemon Go. But they yeah. were like addicted and they yes. were, if they were somewhere new, they had to do it yeah. like in a new place or something. I got Pokemon Goad. Some, I was in the <laughs> uh, grocery store parking lot at like midnight because that's when I used to like to go grocery shopping before the pandemic was like really late at night. And this was in the Pokemon Go era and I'm walking in the parking lot. I'm already on edge because it's late at night. I'm alone. And all of a sudden these guys pull up in their car and they go, stop. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get fucking attacked right now oh my god it was like these these just this car full of guys and they were like stop it stop right now and i was like what what huh what yeah. and they were like there's a pokemon on you that's so embarrassing <laughs> i couldn't believe it i said i would have rather you had kidnapped me this yeah, is embarrassing please. for all of us <laughs> which pokemon is it <laughs> was it even a high performing I'd, I should have asked yeah I should have I hope you get some points I, hope, I don't even know how it I works. hope I was worth it yeah no I I always feel weird taking photos at funerals oh it's weird it's not like I a very I haven't been to a funeral in so long I I've been to a lot of funerals uh Oh my, my yeah I, well yeah I mean look <laughs> look unfortunately I've known a lot of people who've who've died uh young but I've I've never had the urge to be like, I want to take a selfie. Yeah. I got, I look good. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, I look good. <laughs> no. Yeah. I can't think of the last funeral I've been to, but it, I definitely would not be uh, taking photos. It, I'm not that obsessed with my phone. Yeah. Or like monitor, like, or uh, documenting every aspect of my life. I I've taken really like care. a picture of like the church or the overall like service, like not, but not like a vanity picture. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I've taken not a, like a thirst trap. Yeah. I've <laughs> never, like. I have never done a thirst trap funeral selfie. Um, maybe I should add like that stipulation. Cause remember how I was saying last week, like, oh, at my funeral, I want it to be the most hippy dippy bullshit ever. Right. Or my ashes spreading. Yes. Um, I'm going to have to decide if I'm going to want, if I'm going to be like on team, it's okay to take thirst traps at my funeral or it's not okay. Oh. Because maybe I will want people to look hot and post pictures. And post like. Maybe I'll have like a funeral hashtag instead of a wedding hashtag. (laughs) Thirst traps. Please take thirst traps or don't, don't come. (laughs) At my funeral. Uh, Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
So that's all the Reddit stories I have for this week. But we did have a lot of interesting listener emails that I wanted to get to. Our first one is demented. This is from Jamie. And she said, I just quickly wanted to say I love your show. Been listening for about 18 months or so. Anna Nicole is my favorite episode. But the reason I'm actually writing is because I went to high school with this guy. So I clicked on the link that she sent me. And this is from the Houston Chronicle. This is the link she sent. And the headline reads, Galveston man spits feces at police officers. Spits feces. Here's a picture (laughs) of him. He's a young man. Oh. And it says, "A a Galveston man is accused of spitting feces at officers following an arrest Wednesday night. Galveston police told KH. OUTV that they apprehended Jonathan Glenn based on allegations on Tuesday that he stabbed a man several times. His victim survived the incident and is being treated at a nearby hospital. The station reports that upon his arrest, Glenn defecated in the patrol car, Mm. put feces in his mouth, Mm -mm. and spit it at the officers. He then (laughs) reportedly attempted to strangle himself with his seatbelt. Glenn, who has an outstanding warrant for kidnapping out of Midland, has been taken to UTMB where he is in critical condition. He faces charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. This is from 2015. I don't know where this dude is today, but eating your own feces and spitting them. Why not just throw it at them? (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. Like, I don't, I I feel like we've heard a few stories where people shit in the car as a punishment. To like, I guess the peop- the officers or yeah, whatever. But yeah. it's like, come on, you gotta own people in a different way. Well, because then it becomes this is a self own. Yeah, this is a self own now. Like you gotta figure out a, another way to own them somehow. But shitting yourself will never be an own. <laughs> like right, like putting it in your mouth. Oh, th- that's like that is not that almost made me throw up. Like this it's is sickening. I'd right. rather be stabbed than have to see. That. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like I will, I would never recover if I saw someone put shit in their mouth, like their own fresh shit. Yeah, like it's fresh shit. Yeah, in their mouth, direct. Like, how do you do that? I don't know. But this listener, she goes on and she says, "So yeah, he shit in a cop car, then somehow got it in his mouth and spit it at the cops." That was several years ago, and my husband and I have really never stopped talking about how he must have done it. <laughs> I relate to this. I so relate much. to never stopping talking. Yeah. I, I relate to if this if I had known someone like if Desi and I had known someone oh. who did this, we would talk about it literally we every day. We would have the board on the wall with the strings, yeah, like Charlie Day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like how did he do it? Why did he do it? Yeah, what kind okay, of what shit? are other possible reasons why? <laughs> um. Like, did he shit and maybe, like, bend over and stuck it in his mouth? Or if he was probably handcuffed, did he shit in his hands and over the shoulder toss it into his mouth? Oh, I didn't even think that he was wearing handcuffs. (laughs) Wait a second. Wait, that changes everything. I'm saying, this is like, this couple, this husband and wife couple, our listener. Yeah. They have had years to talk about this. I just didn't even think about the handcuffs. Right. How did he physically do it? Okay, that's weird. And did he have to take off his pants? Did he shimmy out of his pants? How did he get that shit in his mouth? That is weird. I would like to that hear... Is, that is like Loch Ness Monster, like the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> How did he get that in there? 
This is like a riddle. I swear to God, I didn't even consider that he was handcuffed. I would like to hear more of her theories. Yeah. If you guys have a theory, like especially if you're like a scientist, <laughs> how did he get that shit in his mouth? Because he had to like throw it. That's like, but you even if you throw like an M&M in your mouth, you miss a few times. <laughs> like, what are the chances you'd get that shit ball? <laughs> well, I mean, it must have been a big enough log where he could try a couple <sighs> times. How long was the ride from the crime scene? How, to why the... are you assuming it was a log? It could have been wet. <laughs> we want to okay, know. I've gone too far. Okay. Now, she goes on to say, we knew this guy quite well. He actually worked with my husband. It was out of town, so he stayed at our house even. Whoa. About eight months before this. He was a really weird guy. He had to leave my home when I found out he was like a general of the White Knights of America. Ooh. That's scary. That's really scary. So this guy stays at their house while he's working with their husband, with her husband, and in the midst of him staying there, they realize he's in the fucking clan. That's so scary. Terrifying. Um, oh, and she ends with saying there is a podcast that we might like called Excuse Me, That's Illegal. Ooh, okay. I'll check. We're always looking for a new podcast. I'll check it out. Thank you yeah, for thanks. writing in. Okay, this is from Teresa. She says, I was listening to this week's mini-sode, and I wanted to share an alcohol-free penne vodka tip Ooh. with Rachel. She's also a recovering alcoholic and can't make it the traditional way. She says she uses white balsamic vinegar in lieu of vodka. That makes sense. That makes sense. Got that acidity. Yeah. Uh, or fresh lemon juice mixed with more basic vinegar if I can't get a hold of the fancier stuff. Tastes very good. Adds a hint of acidity that balances the cream and tomato. Hope that works. She also said, here's a cute picture of my cats, but there was no image attachment. <gasps> Please send, send it. it. Someone I, we, else sent us a cute picture. Did you see that black and white cat from Sue? Oh, yeah. Grandma Sue is one of our email, our listeners who emails. Uh, she's emailed us a few times. She has a very cute tuxedo, two Aww. tuxedo cats, actually. Aww. One was in a wine cabinet. <laughs> yeah, so cute. Um, so, Teresa, send, in, send another email in. We always love seeing people's cats or yeah, pets. I, I like them. seeing people's pets. And our final email is from friend of the show, Scott Bowser. Oh, God. We got, <laughs> he immediately DM'd me after listening to our main episode and was like, I got a corpse story of for you. Of course he does. You know what? Of course, Scott. Not surprising. You know, Scott has a story for every occasion. <laughs> so he says, and I was like, you need to email it in. Yeah. He says, so I don't remember too many details, but when I was about 12 or 13 or so, my great-grandfather's crypt was broken into, and my great-aunt and grandmother were absolutely heartbroken. It devastated them that that had happened to their dad. He died when I was about five. I'm not sure if they violated his corpse, but they did make off with the glasses and pipe he was buried with. It was at his crypt at the Riverside, California Cemetery, where him and my great-grandmother are buried. Looking back, they were all so sad there had to be something else there. I don't want to imagine it. He was a cool dude who ran booze from Mexico during Prohibition during his film pro projectionist job at the Fox Theater as a front. Uh, showed the original sne sneak preview screen of Gone with the Wind there. You can see my grandmother as a young girl at the theater in one of the documentaries about it. I hope that... I hope that gives his crypt robbery a solid enough Hollywood connection. Love always, Scott. 
Wow. I'm why, sorry. Why, why your... the hell would they steal glasses and a pipe? They stole the whole corpse. <laughs> oh wait, what? Yes, they stole the whole. Oh, corpse. so that was they were also so he they stole the whole corpse, but they they were extra sad about the pipe and glasses. Or well, they were like they only he was just buried with it. Wait, I thought they stole the whole corpse. Wait a minute. Okay, okay. please read this again. I missed that. Uh, okay. I don't remember too many details. My grandfather's crypt was broken into. It said he died when I was five. I'm not sure if they violated his corpse, but they did make off with the glasses and pipe. Oh, so I guess you're right. They so they could have s- sexually assaulted the corpse. <laughs> it's Rachel. <laughs> well, that's what he said. He's an only. He said he's not sure. <laughs> Rachel's like, phew, they didn't steal it, but they may have sexually assaulted his grandfather's corpse. <laughs> Sorry. Look, I would laugh too. It was my grandfather. Well, especially, but like. <laughs> I, oh my god I, Scott I was like why? <laughs> I was like so confused I thought they stole the course. it's one thing to steal, steal the course but did they have to take the pipe and glasses too <laughs> this is really fucked Scott please clarify did they leave the body but take the it seems like they left the body but took the pipe and glasses that's, I mean look regardless that's still really fucked and creepy here's what I think they thought they were going to get more but then there was nothing to steal and they were just like well let's just take these pipe I mean these glasses look cool <laughs> they, do you know what I mean like, right. they're like we might as well get something right right that could right. be worth five bucks I don't know right uh, I, can you imagine breaking into like a crypt that just seems so like aren't you scared <laughs> Like, even if I was, like, a thief, I'd be like, that seems really scary, and I'm not even, like, a ghost person, but I don't want to go in a crypt. It's also a lot of work to dig up a body. Yeah, I mean, like, well, to to open a crypt, that seems hard. Yeah. I mean, I only know, like, from From thrillers. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you're not calling up Satan, they don't open automatically. It seems like really hard to move that cement. You gotta pry it open, and it's like, and you don't even know what's in there. I mean, most people aren't buried with tons of valuables. Like, it just seems easier to rob people, <laughs> like, in their homes. Like, or well, wait till they go on vacation. I honestly wouldn't want to be buried with valuables because I'd be like, give that to my children. No. Do you know no what way. I mean? No, I wouldn't. I would not. No. It's it's weird. I mean, I get maybe there's certain jewelry you're maybe you're sentimental about or it, something. It just seems like the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Yeah, Absolutely. We do have one more listener email, actually. This is from Hannah, and this is a great creepy dude story. Oh, I saw that one. She says, in my early 20s and in college, I worked in a store at the mall, Sunglass Hut. Now I am a... Oh, she says, now I'm a tall 5'10 girl, and we always had to wear all black and generally wear wedges or heels. On multiple occasions, I had men ask me about my shoe size and if they could buy me shoes. (laughs) I always declined and laughed it off. I grew up with my family running a gas station, so crudeness from men was nothing new to me. But my feet being the object of attention was. The craziest and most surprising thing that shook me to my core happened one day when the store was very busy. I had been helping multiple customers and I would tell everyone I assisted what my name was. So we had a break from customers for a moment and the phone rang. I did not answer. Another girl did and said the man asked for me. I picked up and said, Sunglass Hut, this is Hannah. And he said, Hannah, I was just in and you showed me a pair of Oakley sunglasses. Of course. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Um, me pretending to remember him said, oh, yes, what can I help you with? He said, can you tell me again how much they are? I said, sure, and went to look. I told him what they were, and he said, okay, one more question. What size shoe do you wear? Ugh. Now, at this point, I think this is one of my friends pranking me, so I said, you know it's a size 11, while I'm laughing. He said, okay, can you tell me one more thing? Do you know what this sound is? I literally dropped the phone in horror. This man was cranking his wink, choking his chicken, <laughs> flopping his dop into the phone. Do it you was- know it's- <laughs> Dude. I got chills up my spine. Ugh. It was the distinctive sound of a nasty mess that I assume was going on in his car. Although I will never forget this happened, I was not overly offended because I knew it was a wild story to tell and a little flattering to know I have feet that are so good looking. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so, yeah, she said also this is a show on creeps at the malls would be good because I know there are a lot of them. Ooh, yeah. You know what? That- Mall creeps. Mall creeps, that is an untapped genre for us. Yeah. Because I, look, I went to the mall all the time as a teenager and a preteen. That is so creepy. And there were lots of creeps at the also, mall. Also, remember, like, my first jobs were, like, mall stores, usually. Like, I worked in a few, like, um, and there is just these guys that always ask questions or like, oh, what, size, what size are you? Like that Wait, kind of what? stuff. Because when you, I worked at a clothing store, and I remember they'd be like, "Oh, like my clothes. girlfriend." Yeah, this. and it's like that kind of stuff. And we would always be like, "Go," you know, like, "No," like, "What are you a size 10? Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's like Buffalo Bill, <laughs> less creepy than that, I guess, but still kind of like, uh, no, that's so creepy. Oh, I did hear an interesting thing about foot fetish, though. Really? Yes, because I've always been curious about what that fetish is about. And someone, I can't remember where I heard it now. It might've been with a sex worker that I was interviewing for something. She told me that her theory is, or that a common theory is that when they're babies, they see their mom's feet. Oh. And it's like, it's deeply ingrained. Like that's the affectionate person in your life when you're like, a toddler, you see the feet first or something like that. And she, or her theory or, or people she knows theory was that it was related to like that moment in people's lives when they were like sort of innocent and you were looking for that. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of guys who have grosser reasons, but I thought that one was kind of interesting and and it sort of made sense to me. Yeah. That does Um, make sense. I am always very fascinated. Like I am interested about like, would be interested in hearing theories about where fetishes stem from certain ones. Yeah, it's the ones, interesting. Right. It's very fascinating to me. And people are into all, all kinds of and stuff. I've had people who are into feet, but they want them disgusting. They like when the feet are dirty. Dirty or sweaty. Like sweaty or calloused or like not attractive looking. Like they like you always think, oh, they want those perfect looking feet. Right. But we, as we all know, and Rachel has read the text. <laughs> Wait, that person wanted them dirty? Yes. I thought he just wanted your pussy dirty. Oh, he liked it all dirty. Oh. Yeah. Dirty feet. Dirty asshole, if like, I remember. Or I think I was like, I can't send you a picture of my feet because they're disgusting. And he was like, oh. He's like, yeah, it was, that was better for him. Yeah. And maybe part of it's like making me do something that I'm humiliated by. 
Maybe that's part of that it. That could be part of it. Like, yeah. I don't want to send you my feet. I didn't do a baby foot peel yet. <laughs> like, I don't think my feet are particularly good looking or anything like that, but I don't think it matters. Yeah. It's like getting a woman to send you a foot pick, I think is almost more um, hard or harder to get because <laughs> most women are like, oh, my feet are gross. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, or they haven't gotten a pedicure in a while. Yeah. Like, Maybe they're self-conscious. Yeah. Like you want your feet to look soft or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah. But some, but then I think there are the people, uh, who are into the perfectly manicured feet probably. Oh yeah. There's those people. And then I do think there is a huge fetish for it's like, let me just see how it's really is. Like don't shave your armpits. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I think guys are into that like Absolutely. animalistic aspect too. Feral. So who knows? Yeah. And that's uh, cool too. What we're, we we do not kink shame, and I love guys who love disgusting feet because that makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not that bad; they're average. Yeah, uh, but it is wrong to call up a, a a worker at a store and jerk off into the phone. That is you. That's not sex shaming. That's your harassing. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're sexual harassment shaming that guy. Absolutely. Right. We don't no, give a shit that you're in the Especially a teen girl. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah. That's just wrong. You don't do that. You don't do that. <laughs> Oakley's. <laughs> fucking Oakley's. Dude, I fucking lost it when I read that. Uh, so that's all the listener emails I yeah. have. We'll do some more next week. Absolutely. We got some, we have some good ones in our yeah. folder. We have, we save them all. We do. So. And we read them. Yeah. We'll get to yours eventually. Yeah. Keep writing in. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. Let's talk about movie, podcast, TV, book recommendations. I don't have anything really. I'm just doing the same thing. Dexter, I'm still watching Dexter. Uh, yeah, I didn't do that much. I had a lot of work to do this week because I basically got nothing done last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I had to write my two episodes really fast and right. then other stuff I had to do. So yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I'm, I watched anything that I haven't spoken of already. Well, I watched the premiere episode of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City last night. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, I'm very excited to hear friend of the show, Cara Berry's recap on yes. everyone's business but mine podcast i know she's i don't know how she's manages to be so fucking funny and it's just her talking i know that must be that sounds so hard to me she's so good her recaps are like i'm always like yes yes okay i'm gonna watch watch it i actually got mad at you when i saw you tweeting about it last night because <laughs> i was like wait you're watching it now because <laughs> you don't normally watch real housewives no i don't but i've been waiting to watch salt lake city yeah because the trailer was incredible yeah because i don't know there's it just seemed so random and people were kind of like huh salt lake city because you don't usually yeah. i feel like you know it's like you think like like atlanta that makes sense like you know, Orange County, them like, I don't know, maybe we're just used to those cities. Now. I think it's like what we need to realize is every major city in every state has a wealthy um, upper class, like a whatever society type deal going on. Yeah. And it's like you just think of it as a New York and maybe Beverly Hills or whatever, maybe Dallas or something. But yeah, every big city in every state, I think, has a philanthropic rich people set and you just don't think of it, you know? Right. And I guess it does make sense. They have the whole ski culture there and Sundance. Like, well, like when you, I've looked at some chart that people put like the richest families in each state. Right. There's billionaires in every single state. So, you know, they're running like those fucking art things, <laughs> no matter what state it is. Like, yeah. So it's like interesting. Well, and the other reason I wanted to watch, because I'm like, I am very curious about the Mormon aspect oh, yeah. of this, because as we know, Utah is like the Mormon capital of the country. But Salt Lake City is actually pretty blue. Like not, it's not as Mormon. It's as like their blue like area. Like not everyone in Salt Lake City is Mormon. 
Right. Yeah. No, I know that. And as evidenced by what I watched last night, there's obviously there's only there's like a few of the girls are Mormon and a lot of them aren't. And I bet you there's an ex-Mormon too. There is this girl, Whitney. She grew up in a very prominent Mormon family mm. and she basically like disobeyed. She was like a bad girl. She, she disobeyed the church by getting married to this much older man who was like not in the family itinerary, I guess. I don't remember exactly the details, but she was like, you know, I'm, I'm breaking off from my these Mormon rules. Ooh. So she's an ex-Mormon. Yeah. She's naughty and she has this like old, ugly husband. Whitney is the perfect name for her. She's cute. I like her. Yeah. And uh, another, uh, on the opposite side of the spectrum, there is a woman who was originally, like she was, she's ethnically Jewish, but oh. she converted to Mormonism. Oh. I've never heard of that before in my life. That is uh, unusual. It's very unusual. And she's kind of my nemesis on the show right okay. now. She's kind of like, you can tell she's the shit stirrer from episode one. Okay. I'm like, oh, she's going to stir up some shit. Yeah. Because uh, sometimes people who convert are even more hardcore. Hardcore, yeah. Well, yeah, it's like you spent all this time learning. And you were like, I know all the rules because I just had to study them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, I'm going to use that shit. Absolutely. I think converts tend It's kind of like people who come to America, like they've had to learn all the constitution and the people who were born here don't know jack shit. Oh my God. <laughs> so they actually like know way more than us because they had to just take a test on it. Oh yeah, they actually gave a shit and had to like study and learn. And we're just like, what? Yeah, <laughs> we're a bunch of idiots. Uh, so this woman, she converted to Mormonism, and she's hardcore Mormon. Actually, her mother converted before her. Oh, so she's like, did she convert as a kid? I think she converted as a kid. Okay, so like her, like like her heritage is Jewish, but she was grew up Mormon. Her mom's a hardcore Mormon, and she's a hardcore Mormon. That's now. like the opposite of what my mom did. Oh, she yeah. was Mormon who converted to Judaism, but that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And that's why I was like, oh, this is a twist. I've never, I've never heard yeah, of that before. That's very, very strange. Right. Uh, so that's interesting. The other storyline that I know you're going to love, Desi, I thought of you immediately is the grandpa fucker. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. There, <laughs> there is a woman on the show, Mary, and she married her, her step grandpa. Oh, I remember that from the trailer. Do I think. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to watch it tonight. Yeah. I can't wait. It's I need good. to be I need to be on with everyone watching this. Yeah. Because I like Real Housewives and this is right up my alley. Yeah, and I I also just felt like oh the, I this was the perfect opportunity for me to get back into Housewives because I've been so I haven't like watched it hasn't been something I watched regularly in years, so I feel so behind on like all the characters yeah. and just so I, mean, I'm like, I felt that way too. So it's like, okay, fresh start, new set of characters, yeah, new city. And it seems like a good one. It's great. I like Real Housewives. Yeah. Uh, so I want to watch Potomac too. I know. Because I've heard that one's good. It's only a few seasons. So okay. we well, should I, start that I one. could probably catch up on that then if yeah. it's a few seasons. So this one's good. Uh, it's definitely uh, something new to look forward to during the week. There's going to be a new season of 90 Day Fiance starting December 6th. 
Oh, uh, like the regular version? The, yep, regular. There's a couple returning couples who were on before the 90 days. So I will be recapping that on my 90 Day Fiance podcast, 90 Day Fiance Slumber Party, if you're yeah. interested. Is there ever a period where there isn't a 90 Day Fiance show on? No. <laughs> TLC just cranks them out. And this one will be like partially during the pan- set during the pandemic. Oh, like they filmed okay. during. So it was filmed, yeah, yeah. That'll so that'll be interesting. That'll be really interesting to see. But TLC, I don't know. They just crank it out. There's always ninety day. Fiance well, there's like contest. five shows. Yeah, there's so many spinoffs. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited about that. I'm also watching The Boys. Still, I'm on season two now. Shit's getting weird. It's a good show, right? It's a great show. It's it's good. Yeah, I like it. I hope that season three comes soon because I feel like I'm going to be really bummed out when... I feel like we're going to all be very upset soon yes. when we start realizing all the shows that aren't coming back because of the pandemic. Dude. <laughs> like right now we still have our material. But that's how I felt with Succession. I was like, that should have been on in August. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. It sucks. Like... I mean, obviously, the pandemic sucks for numerous reasons, but I feel like the TV for a lot of us is all we have right now. Oh, yeah. I mean... (laughs) Luckily, there's so many old shows to watch, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, God, this is... It's It's just rare that I'm watching a show that I want. I'm waiting for a new season. I don't have too many new shows like that, other than reality, maybe. Right. Uh, So, yeah. But we'll see. I'm sure... Have you watched that Queen's Gambit? I no, that was good. I haven't. I want to watch that. She's like a junkie. She is. Yeah. I. I. You know what? I'm sure it's good. It just doesn't seem like the kind of show I w- would like. Well, it's like a mini series, I guess. I'll check it show. out. I'm sure. It's I'm really just. Good. I'm just putting it out there. I haven't watched it, but everyone's like telling me to watch it. It's like that show that's happening right now. It's the one people are talking about yes. right now. Yeah. My mom liked it. She told me to watch it. Oh. You know, Stella. Well, when Stella likes something, I'll watch uh, it. Yeah. So that's all I have. Um, I yeah, that's that's really it. Season thirteen, Criminal Minds. I'm also <laughs> watching that. I like how you you won't do you get too far behind on Real Housewives, but you're pounding through <laughs> two hundred episodes of Criminal Minds, dude. That show is so soothing to me. It is like the perfect. 2 a.m. can't sleep show. But that's what I do with Real Housewives. I'll just put it on and catch up on all those episodes. I don't care if I miss anything. Like, right. Because I was like, oh, when I get to the reunion, I'll get all the details filled in. Like, Right. Yeah. So I, I was doing that for a while to catch up on New York. And now I have to catch up on Beverly Hills and Orange County. So those are my next two. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, what else? What would you eat? Uh, I don't have too many interesting things that I eat eight this week, but I did buy a tin of peppermint bark. <laughs> you bought a tin of peppermint bark. Desi, it's November 10th. I saw November it. November 11th. What day you know is what? it? I, in my opinion, the holidays just have to keep rolling <laughs> this year because we have nothing else to do. It's like, I was like, I should get a Christmas tree like the first day they show up. Dude. Because I always am really late about getting a Christmas tree. And this year I'm like, I should just get one because I like that smell. I love I'll that. I'll put smell. the water in it so it lasts longer. <laughs> Cause it's just like I saw that everything at Trader Joe's was like holiday already. So I saw that fucking tin of peppermint bark. And for some reason I love peppermint bark. Really? I don't know why it's so good to me. It's like you have like a little bite. You don't really yeah. need that much. You have one bite. Look, I'm not a big fan of mint and chocolate. 
I like it occasionally. I don't know why it tastes good when the peppermint's crunchy. In <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's also. I think it's a holiday. There's certain things that are like holiday things. It's like I would never eat it any other time of the year. Right. It's like it's kind of like I want two candy corns. Like, I don't like candy corn, but it's like, I want to have at least one little candy corn. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? It's like, just one, like, or two. Like, For the flavor. Just like, it reminds me of something. Because it's like, as a kid, I think I probably had, like, go to the old lady's house. They have, like, the peppermint bark in a bowl or something. <laughs> and you're kind of like, I don't know, I'm bored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just have, like, candy that's there. Right. I don't know. It's like a sentimental thing. I agree. I totally get it. You know what I really like? This is, like... Really corny, but I love that cranberry bar bullshit they have at Starbucks every every. Oh, I Christmas. like that too, dude. That there's things I would never eat, but for some reason I have like I like those cranberry bars too. What is it, cranberry bliss bar? Yeah, it's like white chocolate, dude. Something. It's so good. I don't know what's in that, but every year, like when that shit rolls around during the holidays, I I tell you, there's Starbucks things uh, where I'm like I w- I'm like a coffee drinker with no sugar in it. Yeah. I think the first one year for some reason I was like, I'm going to try that (laughs) peppermint mocha or something like that. And it's like hot chocolate with like a whipped cream that has like crumbled peppermint on it or something. And it's like, now I'm like, should I get that? (laughs) Cause it's like, I don't really like it, but it's like, I don't know. I want it for some reason at Christmas time. Cause it's like, it's only there once a year. (laughs) I don't know. It's like, uh, it's weird. We're in such a weird place. We were before we started recording. We were just talking about our Thanksgiving plans, and like Thanksgiving is like a big. I have a really, really big family, and there are like, you know, all, the family that lives in the states. They're all on the East Coast, and even my family who lives in uh, the Northern Mariana Islands, they fly over to right. the East Coast. Like we all, everyone on my mom's side of the family, we congregate. Yeah in Philadelphia for Thanksgiving every year. And this is the first year not doing that. So it is weird. So I'm going to be making like an eight pound turkey for me and Brendan and the cats. Yeah. (laughs) Because I can't not do Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. You can't. I love the food. Yeah. So it's just going to, we were just talking like, what are you going to make? Like, well, we're going to have, we'll do a show on Thanksgiving. We are. We're going to record. We'll both have food. Yeah. We're going to taste each other's Thanksgivings. <laughs> that sounds dirty. <laughs> it sounds disgusting, Debbie. That is dis- that is filthy. We're going to taste each other's Thanksgivings. Uh, yeah. Um, well, you know what I mean. Someone's going to isolate that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And they're going to... They're, they're going to use it against they're you. They're going to be like, do you know what this sound is? <laughs> So it's, yeah, but oh my God, that Chris, I'm not, look, I am a Jew who celebrated Christmas growing up. We yeah. celebrated all the holidays growing up. Any Anytime there was food involved. Do you think I wasn't making latkes as a kid? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Hanukkah I too. latched on to Hanukkah immediately because I was like, oh yeah, potato with sour cream and applesauce. Fried, <laughs> like, it's I want fried it food. Fried it, food. It is the fried food holiday. I latched on. I want that fucking gelt. <laughs> Give me those chocolate coins. I will say this. I blame Hanukkah for the reason I love gambling. Oh. Because every year we'd fucking roll that dreidel. <laughs> yeah. That's a gambling game for children. Absolutely. That is a gambling game for children. And that is why I like the table. In the past few years, I've made um, the donuts for Hanukkah. Ooh. I've never done that. They're really easy and good. 
the hardest part is you have to have a lot of oil. Yeah. Because you have to fill it up deep. Right. But they're good. Maybe I'll do that this year. I have nothing else they're to so do. They're so easy. Um, they're surprisingly easy, but very good. And so very yeah. dangerous. Yeah. Very dangerous. Because you're just going to pop them in your fucking mouth. Of course. Just well, a little donut hole. <laughs> and they're real light and airy. Yeah. they're yeast risen. Like Right. Right. That's true. So I'm planning out my Thanksgiving menu now. Um, got some stuff to figure out. I, I am excited though. This is the first time doing Thanksgiving by myself as an adult. Even it's though, fun. even though I'm not going to have like an audience except for Brendan and the cats and Desi. I'm going to eat it. Desi's going to eat it. She's going to judge. Absolutely. You're going to judge. I'll, my, I'll review it on the show. I'm going to be like Mrs. Doubtfire in the kitchen <laughs> with her tits on fire, trying to cook a turkey in my apartment. You better test run your kitchen. I know. Ooh. I better do a turkey test run. Well, I can't buy a whole other but turkey. But you should get a turkey thermo- like a thermometer or something. Oh, well, yeah. I got to do that. Because uh, your oven... Well, you got a new stove. I did so get a new good. oven. Yeah, stove. But you should figure out your menu because you have a small stove. Yes. And a limited stove. Too. I already know what stuff I'm going to be making in advance. Like I have... Like I've co- I've yeah. been in the kitchen helping for Thanksgiving my whole fucking life. Right. So, and I am a good cook, so at least I have like food, basic yes. food knowledge. But usually when I'm cooking for Thanksgiving, I'm at someone's house who has a better kitchen than me. Yeah. <laughs> so then when I'm in my kitchen, I'm like, oh shit, this pan doesn't even fit in my oven because my oven's vintage. So it's kind of smaller. And like, I can only fit one thing in the oven at a time. Yeah. Like, and it's, my, like it's like yeah. that kind of stuff. Dude, I know. I have a very small oven. I have like, you know, the cheapest fucking oven that my landlady allowed me to have. I love my oven, but it's definitely not practical. I like bought it vintage um, O'Keefe and Merritt oven (laughs) because I wanted it. Of course. And it actually is a great oven. It's just, it's next time if I upgrade, I'll get the bigger one. Because this is sort of the normal one. Because uh, they do have like one with six burners and a griddle and a double oven. I want the griddle. Yeah, the griddle. I like. I want it. Uh, but yeah. So we'll we'll have a good Thanksgiving episode. We'll I have think. a Thanksgiving episode, and we want to hear about your uh, what you guys ate too. Ooh, we should get like for that week, or maybe start sending us in like some of your craziest family Thanksgiving stories. Ooh. Because I have a lot of trashy ones. Like I would, family brawls. I would love to hear your craziest Thanksgiving stories, but also uh, maybe like a interesting regional uh, Thanksgiving side dish. Ooh, yeah. That you send have? Us dishes, too. Someone did send us a recipe, too. Yeah. Did you see that? I'm, like, so into it. Yeah. We, we should got, make it. We got a recipe. So if you have a weird recipe for Thanksgiving, send us, too. I like that. Yeah. Uh, one of our listeners sent us in a recipe for corn dip. That sounds good. With it, the Fritos. Dude, it sounds she's good. Like, she's like, you can use tortilla chips or Fritos. I'm like, no, you have to use Fritos. <laughs> I've had Rotel... Because Rotel is in uh, her dip. I've never and had And that's it. how I've had, that's how I first had queso. Because Rotel is really big in Texas. Really? It's like, um, I, I'm just off the top of my head, it's like a canned pepper, tomato, uh, stewed tomato type thing that you would add to the cheese to make queso dip. Oh. So it's kind of like the seasoning, like a salsa, but in a can. And it's very famous uh, in that region. Yeah. So it had it had Rotel in it. And I was like, oh, you know, it's good if it has Rotel in it. It's going to be good. I've never had it before. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it's like salsa. It it's sounds like, good. But yeah, it's it's pretty much the basis for a lot of those dips, I think. Yeah, it sounded good. I like corn, too. This dip sounded good. I'm into it. All right. Well, we'll see you guys on uh, Tuesday yeah. for part two of the Lamb Funeral Home. Bye. Bye. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 